0: Playing football the Arsenal way indeed. What a win. Huge victory uh, at Villa Park. We are buzzing. I'm sure you're buzzing too. And we're going to talk all about it and more after Arsenal's 1-0 victory against Aston Villa to move them even further ahead in the race for the top four. I'm joined by Bailey. I do you make you good?
1: I'm wonderful. I am wonderful TC. How are you?
0: Yeah, very good. Uh, There's nothing like a remedy like an Arsenal win, is there? Uh, It certainly is. It's certainly very, very nice. Chris, how are we feeling, fella? (sighs) Yeah, all right. Now,
2: uh, I think catching my breath, um, trying to calm down. Obviously, a nervy end, um, as is often the case with Arsenal. Never do things the simple way, but um, obviously delighted with that win. Massive, massive, uh, as we obviously look to continue to secure Champions League football this season. Massive, uh, massive boost for us.
0: Absolutely. Uh, chat box, good afternoon, good evening, good morning, wherever you happen to be in the world. Come on, you gooners uh, from everybody in the chat box. Rancid Pumpkin didn't like the performance, but a win is a win. Sometimes you just have to ground out a victory, and that's certainly what we did. Uh, good afternoon and good evening to everybody joining us as always. Make sure you drop a like on the video and subscribe to the channel if you haven't done so already. We do these match reaction shows and daily content surrounding our. Beautiful club every single day. Um, we're gonna start with uh, with the star boy, uh Bailey, Bakayosaka getting the goal, got into double figures now for this season with that. How good is our is our young Chili? Uh,
1: he young Chili, little Chili is the guy. He is the guy. I think now him and Smith Rowe both on 10 goals for the season, and that's just Beautiful to see the Howland stars are really shining through for Arsenal and it's great that he got the winner and it was the only goal because I think he came under a little bit of criticism under the game against after the game against Liverpool sorry, because he was a bit tired but he really did show out in this match and he was just excellent. Every time he got the ball, you thought something was going to happen and uh, he was our biggest threat today. I think he really was on the wing. Aston Villa couldn't handle him. Ashley Young, I think he realized his age playing against Bukai Saka today. Bukai <laughs> Saka was an absolute threat down the right hand side. And it's just amazing to see. And I'm very, very happy that he came out unscathed from the Tyro Mings injury, from the Tyron Mings tackle, sorry, because I was worried about that. He did go down, he did look hurt. So I think the best thing is that he is fit and he was still good to go. So what a player Bukai Saka is. And what a goal it was, he deserved it.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it was just nice to see me, Martinez, kind of, you know, get a little fingertip to it. Just like getting in that little bit of hope, like, you know, that small bit of hope he had about having an Arsenal career before he, you know, left and, and then can't stop talking about us. Um, also, I think there's a big shout out that's needed uh, for Thomas Partey, Chris, who, again, was just so good. Like, it, I've been wanting and waiting to see the Atletico Madrid Thomas Partey for so long. And we've got that now and we're seeing it every week as well.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we've all been waiting to, to see that version of Thomas, haven't we? Um, you know, it's been a tricky start to his Arsenal career, um, lack of consistency through injuries, uh, you know, taking a bit of time to adapt to the Premier League and the, the demands that come with it. But finally, yeah, we, we appear to be seeing the the Thomas party that played such a crucial part of Atletico Madrid's success over the last few years. And um Again, now he's, he's key for us in, in the centre of the park or in the middle of the park. You know, he controls the game really well. He's great on the ball. He's strong, um, picks out some really nice passes, keeps, keeps the movement flowing. Um, you know, when we are looking to bring the ball out from the back or looking to make uh, moves going forward. Um, you know, I, it was always going to be a tricky one today because there was... There was patches, wasn't there, certainly in the second half where we were coming under a a lot of pressure. But again, party's there, cool, calm and composed. And, you know, you need players who can bring that to the team and bring that to the match when we are under pressure. And uh, yeah, uh, another um, pretty decent display from Thomas Party today. And uh, long may it continue because he is just a number of, or just one of a number of players that can play a, a massive role Um, between now and the end of the season for us, absolutely.
0: Let's look at the wider context, Bailey, because of course now in terms of the Premier League table, it's looking rather favourably on Arsenal after that win. Obviously, we've now gone four points clear and we've still got a game in hand uh, over Manchester United. We know that Tottenham Hotspur are going to be playing as well. We're six points clear of them. we've got some really difficult games. Sure, you know, we've got Chelsea still to come. We've got the North London derby away from home. But, you know, again, like the Liverpool game, I think the Liverpool game showed that that wasn't an Arsenal team like we saw, ironically, when Bernd Leno last played against a very big side that just turned us over. There's improvement. The gap's closing. We're getting better. We're doing the little things even better every single week. And whilst it wasn't, as I think one of the earlier comments, I think from Rancid in the chat box said, uh, didn't like the performance, but a win is a win. When you've got to come back after three days of playing Liverpool, a side that run you ragged, and you go up against a side like Villa that have got loads of energy, loads of talent, loads of quality, and have had an entire week's rest to prepare for this game, to get a 1-0 win is huge. And in the context of the Champions League places, it's massive.
1: Absolutely. I don't think teams go to Philippa apart thinking they're going to boss Aston Villa off the park, really. They're not going to dominate the game. You know you're going to go there. It's going to be a tough match. It's going to be a tough victory. We saw with Manchester United, they they dropped a two-goal lead there. It's never an easy game. And this year, in 2022, in the Premier League, we've only lost to Manchester City and Liverpool. And that says a lot. That says a lot. Even the games against Manchester City mm. and Liverpool, they had to wait late to win it. And it just says a lot about Arteta's side and how different we are from the start of the season. We're not an easy team to beat and we're not an easy team to play against either. So, it really is. It really does show how Arteta has got this team really playing and rolling the ball. I would, I would honestly say we are the fourth best team in the league. I think it's clear. I think these last few weeks has been clear that we are a Champions League team side and we are the fourth best team. I think we're better than Manchester United. We're better than Spurs. We can control games better. And the only games we do come and start is against the two best teams in world football in Manchester City and Liverpool. So it's no surprise there. And a Liverpool game should really be forgotten about. And now, as we saw, we're here at Aston Villa now way when that was and we was comfortable I felt I know towards the end it was a bit nervy but for 80 minutes <laughs> just, was, a bit. <laughs> just a bit yeah, just a bit but for the 80 minutes it was comfortable I don't think I think they had Watkins hit in the post but except from that they never really penetrated our defence or our midfield and that's really homage as you said Thomas party there I have to pick him up because he really did dominate the game
0: yeah absolutely uh, and we were dominating for so much of the first half in particular obviously in the second half There was a lot more emphasis on on Aston Villa trying to get the equaliser. And I want to kind of pick out the conversation about Bert Leno, Chris, because, you know, we weren't expecting Ramsdale not to be fit for this game. I think that with Bert Leno's performance, it was a perfect kind of example of what you do get from him, which, you know, is a a solid goalkeeper that can stop shots, that commands his box, you know, and, and can play out to a certain extent. But there was an element of restrictiveness about the way we played and I think that actually when you look at the second half the amount of goal kicks that went long and we just completely gave away possession in those moments that's the difference between having a player like Ramsdale is that you can keep much more control of the game
2: yeah and I think obviously because Ramsdale has been a key member of this Arsenal squad I think well he's played every every, uh, Premier League game now since that 5-0 defeat um, to Manchester City uh, at the beginning of the season so, obviously, he's created a good understanding with his teammates and, you know, they know how he's going to operate from his box. They know what he's going to offer. Um, so, obviously, now today with this this sudden change with Leno coming in, you know, it, 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 we've seen Leno play games this season, but obviously the majority of them have come in the cup competitions <laughs> while we were in them anyway. And obviously, in those cup competitions, the squad has rotated quite a bit as well. So, this is the first time, you know, since that Man City game at the beginning of the season that Leno was involved in a, in a Premier League game. So they were probably weren't always going to be on the same wavelength, if you like. Um, but I guess today is a good example of us having a solid backup option. You know, Ramsdale. We know his, his qualities. He's become the first choice, and from next season, he will, I, I guess, be confirmed as Arsenal's new number one as well mm. but you mentioned it there you know what you're going to get with Leno he's a solid shot stopper he's he's brave I mean one of the moments today where he came out for the ball when it was in the air and you know uh, under pressure caught it um, I think that even led to Ram Ramsdale getting up on his feet and applauding it <laughs> there's never been any doubt over Leno's quality when it comes to a goalkeeper overall but as you say, the, the shaky moments start to appear and his weaknesses, his flaws start to appear when he's got the ball at his feet. Sometimes he doesn't know which uh, way he's going to go, what to, what decision to, to make with the ball. Um, and that often leads to wrong decisions, you know, inaccurate passes. You mentioned it there, TC, a few times where he took the goal kicks and it just didn't really get us anywhere. Whereas when you have Ramsdale between the sticks, you know, it, it probably would lead to something because they have a better understanding where whereabouts Ramsdale is going to put it um, and what he's sort of looking for. So, um, yeah, I mean, obviously, we hope Ramsdale is back for when the Premier League resumes after the international break. Arteta said before the game, didn't he, that he's expected to be out for a few weeks. So you would like to think he, he will return um, once the Premier League gets back underway. Um, but even even if he isn't, you know, I think, Ram, um, sorry, Bert Leno put in a performance today where he, he reassured a lot of us and actually reminded Mikel Arteta that he can still offer a lot between now and the end of the season if, if he's required.
0: I mean, he is going to be required. Um, and I think, you know, we've, we're in a situation where we are going to have to call upon the people that are not playing every single week because the challenges that we're facing. I mean, because Saka was lucky to come away with that from that challenge, you know, with an Achilles still left, to be honest, it was, you know, I really, people talk about how, you know, Tyrone Mings won the, the ball first and he kept it low, but it's excessive force. And it's this, this lack of protection that's not being given to players as well. And, I, I understand people's frustrations when they talk about kind of overprotection protection sometimes and about how the ball can be won. And you know, that that's not a foul if you win the ball first, but in this day and age that like, people are like, you know, players are seeing their careers massively affected by by damaging injuries through a lack of protection, especially players that in this day and age are more technical, you know, and are, are better in the tight spaces because they're able to do things on the pitches that are a lot better these days and and the way in which obviously the, the, the pitches are also soaked so that the, the ball skids off the surface, players skid off the surface, it increases acceleration of, of the ball and the players when they go into challenges. So more does need to be done. Uh, there are some, um, there was a couple of negatives though that I do want to discuss. Um, Bailey, I know that you, find frustrating the substitutions and in particular Nketiah coming off for Lacazette I know Lacazette didn't have the best of games and in fact it was criminal that he didn't play in Martin Erdegaard for that chance Uh, I think that in that moment was kind of a a desperation of a player that really wants to score and whilst he's been doing to the betterment of the team with the 7 assists in his last 11 games still he should have played in Erdegaard in that moment because he was completely clear but the substitutions again especially for Nketiah doesn't offer anything Um, doesn't offer anything off the bench and you know arguably we, you know, gave them even more impetus to come and attack us with those changes.
1: Absolutely. It's the same substitutions every time. I'll let you touch on Pepe, TC, because I know you, that one really annoyed you. But for me, it was Enketia and and Lacazette. For me, it's the worst substitution. I hate it. Every game, the 75th minute, 78th minute, it's like we just stopped playing football. It's like we're done now. That's it. That's our attacking intent done. That's done. We're not going to score from here because Enketia hasn't scored a Premier League goal. So it's like, I don't know what he offers. He comes on. Yes, he buzzes around the pitch, he doesn't hold up the ball, he doesn't link up with the play as well, he just comes on and it's just, our attack's done, it's dead. I think it's the worst substitution. and I'm so thankful that next season we won't have to see the substitution again in Nketiah, for lack of a If Nketiah is going to play, it has to be in a two-man striker, a, a striker partnership because he can't really lead the line in the Premier League by himself as he's shown so far this season, but at the end of the day as long as we're getting the wins and you do come on you can't complain too much but again Hmm. the impact when Nketiah does come on the the reason to bring on a substitute is to impact the game defensively or offensively and it doesn't either. that substitution doesn't even it really does frustrate me so hopefully Arteta has realized this and maybe can do different substitutions. Maybe put, you mentioned this uh, TC, put an ESR maybe in a, false nine, or a br- false nine role and then maybe bringing on someone like Omari Hutchinson or mm. another player. Even Mika Bira Tavares. If, yeah, Tavares, yeah, or if Yeah, are you know, someone if we need a goal as well, it's something different because that a Lacazette substitution I have yet to seen when it has ever actually work can you give me an example of when it's when it's
0: worked I can't no I mean actually, he hit the post against Watford but that was about it I, I can't I can't give you an example Obviously, he missed that minutes? huge chance against Everton as well uh when yeah. he, you know for that, that that near post when
2: yeah when when oh, Eddie man. came on so I was just going to say when Eddie came on I just I struggled like Bailey was saying I struggled to see what he offers exactly mm. every time obviously I'm typing away I'm working at the same time I'm watching the game but Every time I looked up when uh, I hear Enketti's name mentioned, it was always him making a foul on on one of the the, the Aston Villa um, defenders, and uh, obviously that's obviously well breaking our momentum up. But then it's given. Aston Villa more opportunities to to put long dangerous balls into our area so that was that was worried me a little bit and um, yeah I, this has got to be something that changes next season because we can't continue I mean obviously I, I don't expect Lacazette to be our regular starting striker anyway I mean as it stands he and Nketiah are both leaving once their contracts expire but um, this is something that's really got to be looked at next season we have that obviously regular starter top class striker every single week but then we need someone who can come off the bench and just add something different whether that's an aerial threat whether that's pace whether that's strength Um, it's got to be looked at because Mm. yeah I mean as much as Nketiu is young he's got talent he's got potential I don't think he's gonna offer an awful lot for us moving forward unfortunately
0: right if you're a big fan of Pepe, um, brace yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I'm not going to sit here and say I don't think he's good enough, or you know, whatever. Because you know, we we saw in the game against Wolves what he can do. We know that this guy's got quality. We know that you know he's got arguably, probably one of the most ability nearly of, of most of the players in the team. And on his day, he can be brilliant. But it's these types of performances, and I, to be honest, and as a big, big you know supporter of Arteta. I get very frustrated that Arteta is still yet to recognise that in these moments it, he isn't the right choice to bring off the bench. And I bring up Tavares because whilst I get the point, and I put a tweet out afterwards where I know some people have disagreed with, but when we're trying to chase or protect a lead, and yes, trying to hit on the counter, I just don't think Pepe is good enough in these scenarios. I just don't think he gives you when you're in complete kind of full domination and you're chasing a game like we were in the Wolves situation where they sat back and we were just absorbing pressure, just like we did today. Because in some game scenarios, when the opposition bring on, say, Bertrand Traore and Leon Bailey and then Danny Ings that are really like kind of press home their, their domination at that point, you aren't going to get too many chances, especially when you've got a goalkeeper that isn't able to distribute the ball as well as we have seen with Ramsdale and he's going to go long and, you know, we give away possession too easily. But Pepe came on and gave the ball away in every single scenario that i witnessed i may have missed a couple granted but in every situation i saw he gave the ball away or made the wrong decision and you know right at the end as well when you need a calm head could have really cost us by giving away that silly free kick just be patient just jockey the player moving forwards don't do anything rash allow your defenders to come in and you know Partey was also guilty of that in the second half with that foul um that he eventually got a yellow card for didn't need to make that challenge you know everyone needs to look at themselves in those moments but it's just frustrating to me now that Mikel Arteta is failing to recognise this, and I don't know if he's bringing him on in these in every single game because it's just become come with the is is the norm now, or you know we have to make this change. But I'd much rather see say Nuno Tavares come off the bench, someone with legs, someone with that pace, someone that still has defensive security and you know that those abilities in their game. To come off the bench and see out. As Bailey said, we were talking about, move maybe Smith Rowe into the false nine row. If you're going to take Lacazette off, put Tavares on the left ahead of Kieran Tinney. If you're going to go to a backfire and bring Rob Holding on, you can change things even further. Give a player like Amari Hutchinson a chance. I think it also does look back to January and you go, we really could have done with maybe getting a striker in on loan for six months that could give you something aerially that we've lacked. I mean, you look at the Valtwehr course move. I think if he was given a chance between joining Arsenal or Burnley, to see out six months before a move in the summer. You know, it would have been interesting to see what he would have chosen to do. Um, but it, it did just frustrate me. Now, i I allow either of you two to come back at me about this, but I was really, really frustrated watching Pepe when he came on.
1: Yeah, so it's hard to disagree with you. It is hard to disagree with you. I think I remember Arsene Wenger in the past, instead of if we're chasing the lead, if we're, sorry, if we're holding on to a lead, he wouldn't bring on an attacking player. Rather, he would bring on Monreal and Kieran Gibbs or Kolasinac in the left midfield or the right midfield position just to really uh, solidify the wing positions and to stop Aston Villa or opponent team from from putting balls into the box. And I think Arteta needs to follow that. Of course, Pepe, I don't, he's an attacking player. He's not going to put in the defensive duties on him. It is unfair. But at the same time, if you're coming on, you've got to come on to do a job. That's, your, that's what you've got to do at the end of the day. Maybe Arteta needs to Bring him on in the right moments, as you said. The game against Wolves was a perfect moment to bring him on. I remember he wasn't even coming on during the. There was a period where he, he didn't really play. He wasn't even coming on from the substitute bench, and that seemed to change again. So maybe he needs to go revert to that. If we're not if we're not winning games, then bring him on. But if we're winning winning games, then there's no need to no need to bring him on. Mm.
0: Let's see what you guys are saying in the chat box. Just be fair. Um, Gregory says Pepe's ability at another club using a different system and I think that's absolutely right no one's gonna I'm not gonna sit here and say he's bad so I don't think he's bad at all I just think that he needs to be you know, somewhere else. Uh, he needs to get uh, out of the team, to be honest, and probably flourish in the rest of his career because it's just not going to happen at Arsenal. Edris says, I don't blame Pepe. Arteta knows his skill level and what he can give you. I don't think he was the right choice to bring on to see out the game. And this is why, in my analysis, I said I think we have to start looking at Arteta and questioning that decision to bring Pepe on in those moments. If we're, like, drawing against Villa and we need a goal, sure, that's fine. I have no issue with that. But, you know, in the, in in these game situations, Chris... I just feel like we need to be a little bit savvier with what we're doing instead of, you know, doing the same old subs every single game.
2: Yeah, no, I, I do see your point with that. And I, again, I think, you know, not to sound repetitive, and I know there's not an awful lot we can do about it. Obviously, we're <laughs> obviously it's going through the season now as we speak, and we've got to wait until the, the summer transfer window comes around. But I was looking at that bench today, Um, Obviously, we missed uh, Ramsdale. We missed, obviously, Gabriel Martinelli as well, uh, too, uh, too, of course. But, you know, despite that, that, that bench was worrisome. It was weak. It was you know, not to the, or not at the standard required. Does to... it make
0: you think that in the summer that we need to go out and, you know, we're talking about a striker and a central midfielder, but there's more that needs to be done to this squad, doesn't it? Because that, when you look yeah. at, say, compared to Liverpool, who are bringing on Salah and Firmino in the game on Wednesday, more does mm-hmm. need to be done in to that sense. Fair, to
1: Marcelli was, was out today as well. True, he very true. Out. And, and Ramstad yeah. would have put Leno on the bench
0: as well.
2: Yeah, yeah. But yeah. 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 So, obviously, that's the... That's the nice headache that Arteta's got. We've been saying that over recent weeks, haven't we, when Martinelli's been been starting over Emil Smith-Rowe, or you think, well, what's going to happen when um, Smith-Rowe comes back, et cetera. Uh, you've got Odegaard that can sometimes play out on the left. You've got Pepe to come in at the right if needed. We've got nice, um, versatile options in those areas. But for me, something's got to happen in the striker department, which I touched on a, a moment ago with Inketia. Um, whether or not Lacazette stays probably depend on that. Um, who knows? It might be Lacazette coming on in the latter stages of games next season. Mm. Um, but yeah, I mean, the, the midfield options, Elneny, again, his contract's coming to an end. So you think we're probably going to need another option there. We've already got Laconga, of course, but he's struggling to, to obviously get any game time at the moment. Um, so, yeah, it, it, there's no doubt about it, TC, obviously, especially with champ- potentially Champions League football next season. The main focus has got to be adding top quality players to an already talented, youthful side. The striker, the midfield, obviously priorities. I I still think, again, that we can get an upgrade on Xhaka. Um, But then on top of that, you know, the top teams around us winning Champions Leagues, winning Premier Leagues, they have not just a a top-class starting eleven, but they have a Mm -hmm. top-class bench as well. They have top-class options to bring off from the bench during games, you know, you mentioned it just then um, when Liverpool were bringing Salah off the bench and and whatnot. So um, it it's got to be looked at, and I'm hopefully you know we can we can bolster both sides of the team come next season because uh, obviously we need more quality, but we're probably going to need more depth as well, especially if we are in Europe. So um, a lot to think about.
0: Absolutely. Lots to think about, indeed. Uh, I'm conscious of the time because Mikel Arteta's press conference is going to be coming up on the channel very shortly uh, and you'll be able to watch his reaction to uh, our one nil win over Villa, of course. If you've enjoyed today's show, please do drop a like on the video. Massive, massive victory that we are so so thrilled and relieved that we got if you had said to me that how many points would you take from liverpool villa and, and leicester i would have absolutely taken six <laughs> all day long so uh, i'm very happy with that bailey thank you so much mate as always for coming thank on the you. show
1: thank you tc thank you guys in the comment section and thank you Bakari sacco as well <laughs>
0: absolutely absolutely chris always a pleasure my friend Thanks, TC.
2: Pleasure as always. Thanks, Bailey. Thanks to everyone tuning in. Um, magnificent result. Again, obviously, I must must uh, mention a thank you to Saka there as well, our star boy popping up again. Um, and, uh, yeah, I hope everyone enjoys their Saturday. I know I certainly will.
0: Yeah, I am going to have a much more uh, not relaxing because uh, we've got a lot more to write about and you can check out all of our written stuff after uh, the game. It's going to be coming out on football.london shortly. Lots to talk about indeed. Um, but yeah, enjoy your rest of your afternoon and your weekends. Go and watch Chelsea get knocked out of the FA Cup and uh, hopefully Spurs lose to West Ham as well. Fingers crossed. Uh, have a fantastic weekend, people. And as always, keep following us down the Arsenal way.